Hey everybody, welcome to Streaming Wasteland. This week we are taking on 2019's The Wretched on Netflix. As always, I'm Greg, and with me always is Ringo. Say hi, Ringo. Hi, Ringo. What you been watching this week? This week we went ahead and watched Malcolm in the Middle, and I gotta tell you, every time I watch it, it just gets a little bit more entertaining. Hal is such a good dad. I love him, and I'm glad that when we did that bracket, Hal went as far as he I don't remember how far he went, but I think that he... He was in the final four. Nice. And he deserves to be in the final four, if not like the final two. I think he lost to Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Mm. That's a good one to lose to, actually. Yeah, but say, if you're going to lose, you might as well lose to the best. Yeah. How about you, man? <laughs> this week, we ditched Comcast, and I'm pretty happy about that. We've been We've been off of their network for a little while, but, you know, it is you jump into a network you've never had before, and so you're... You're always a little hesitant, so we kept them around, but we've been using CenturyLink now for four or five months, and they've been pretty consistent. Yeah. So we finally pulled the plug and canceled, and I feel a little bit bad for the guy because I don't think he realized what he was asking me mm-hmm. because he was like, oh, well, you know, wow, you've been a member for a long time. You're you're part of the Silver Rewards, which for the life of me, I don't know what the fuck Comcast Rewards ever did for me. I think I was able to rent movies for cheaper, but I haven't had cable since 2015. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know what the fuck it is I was supposed to get out of that. This is a message for all of you out there that are creating rewards programs. This goes for Wells Fargo when you give me that little fucking message like, happy birthday, you know, or when you're telling me, wow, you've been a member for however many years I've been a member, right? Uh, This goes for Google with your little Google Play rewards. This goes for – actually, I'll take Google off the list because you can do this. But this goes for Xfinity, fucking CenturyLink, anybody else out there who's creating one of these fucking reward programs. I don't want your thanks or appreciation. If you really want to appreciate me, kick me down a 20, right? Just take 20 bucks off my bill, right? Oh, shit, I'm a Silver Rewards member. Once a year, fucking pay for my goddamn cable. You've got the money. I know you do because I know that the other 11 months, I pay you for it. Yeah. So do it, right? Oh, Wells Fargo, you appreciate me being a customer for a billion fucking years? Fucking give me 10 bucks right? Happy birthday to me. I don't want your little fucking message on an ATM machine. That's like the least personal thing I can (laughs) think of, right? It's just a fucking pre-made graphic, Yeah, you know? Just kick me down a 50 spot. You got it. I know you're good for it. I've seen how much you defraud people. Give me some of that money, (laughs) right? And it's, you know, I'll fuck this. I'm just going to go in on it, right? These banks, they fucking talk all this shit about we're helping the communities and blah, 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 when they're openly defrauding investors and committing various security frauds, crashing markets around the world because they're clumsy and they don't know what the fuck they're doing or they know exactly what they're doing. Do you and I see a dime of that as customers, right? Do we get any benefit from them being fucking scandalous? It is the biggest scam. Mm -hmm. Anyway, the dude at Comcast asked me, he was like, oh, you know, why are you quitting? And I was just like, well, do you want just a regular answer or do you want me to give you a real answer? And he was like, Oh, all feedback helps us improve the system. And I was like, I just had to talk to your robot for four minutes to even get to the point where I could select, please talk to a representative because the robot kept trying to guess what I wanted. It was like, Oh, is this about paying your bill? I'm like, no, I know we're current because you auto take money from my account. And it's like, Oh, is this about your internet being disconnected? I'm like, Nope, did that on purpose. You know, and it was just like, well, if your internet's giving you problems, you're going to have to, do you really want to talk to a technician? I'm like, I don't want to talk to a technician. I don't want to talk to them. And so I was like, here's what I want. I want to call and your little AI assistant can route the call correctly. But after two interactions with the robot, I want to talk to a person. 
right? You could put that in your goddamn feedback. That's what I want. Maybe I'm a, an old man in that way, but I don't think anybody likes these fucking AI chat assist fucking bullshit bots because they basically give you copy and paste answers that you can find on a website anyway. So if I've already, as a different example, if I've already Googled, why is my router not working with my Comcast internet? And it's telling me, oh, make sure your fucking router is plugged in and shit like that. Then I go to Comcast website and be like, hey, you say this router is supposed to work on your website, but it's not working. And you tell me, oh, make sure it's plugged in. I'm already more angry. So save your customer service reps the fucking time and energy and just put us on the phone in the first place. That way they don't have to fuck. They don't get me after going through four loops of different different prompts saying are you sure it's plugged in yes yes i'm sure it's plugged in okay just put me on the phone with a human being and then we can use our shared language to fucking figure out what the problem is Mm -hmm. stop making me talk to a goddamn robot Mm -hmm. and then he took all that down he's like okay well make sure you 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 turn in all your stuff and then we hung up and i was it felt really good i feel bad for the guy but i hope that (laughs) i hope that some customer service lead somewhere sees that feedback he's like ah man people hate the robot if in five years we've gotten rid of these chatbots, I'm going to take the tiniest amount of credit. <laughs> I hate to bust your bubble, but they're going to just delete that information. They'll look at it. Cool. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. It's going straight in the circular file, right? It is already at a recycling plant or in the shredder. Mm-hmm. But I, like I said, I'm hoping for just a little bit of credit. I hate those fucking robots so much. Oh, yeah. No, they're, they're I blame horrible. the Terminator. I've, I've hated <laughs> robots since the Terminator. Yeah, well, understandable. You've got a reason for it. I mean, yeah. you were, you we were, all, we you all lived through it. Yeah, we all see what Skynet does. Well, no, I'm saying that you you lived through it. You're old enough to have lived through it. You were you were there during Skynet. Skynet hasn't happened yet. It happened while you were you were born because you were born like 80 years ago. But even the movie Skynet <laughs> happens in like 1999, so that I or 97, so you were alive too, old man. Yeah, but see, I was mentally incapable of un- of understanding it, so for yeah, me, that's, it doesn't exist. That's still true now. Yeah, well, <laughs> fair point. <laughs> I, I, I hear the outtakes. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the last outtake. Man, that one was bad. <laughs> that one was horrible. Real quick, I do have to jump on the anger bandwagon against banks because Wells Fargo sucks ass, all right? And I think that for my birthday, considering I've been using Wells Fargo since I was 15, that means I'm looking at fucking 18 years, 19 years of of putting money into bank accounts that they end up using my money to go ahead and buy oil reserves to go ahead and make themselves more money. Knock my interest down 2%. Knock my interest down 2%. It's not going to kill you guys. And guess what? The more money I get, the more money you got. Mm Mm-hmm. Or like, hey, how about you give me a real interest rate on my fucking checking account? Mm-hmm. You know, why is it that my savings account has point zero 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 two percent Oh, my God. You know, fuck off. It, you, the whole system is a fucking scam. But I feel like there's other parts of the system that at least have the decency to obfuscate the scam from you. So you're mm-hmm. sitting there, you know, huh, I know this is making somebody richer and it's not me, but I don't fig- – I can't figure out fucking how, right? Banks are open about it. They're like, hey – Give us your money. And you're like, oh, okay. And you do something with it and they slap you. And then they're just like, get out of here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm fucking like those guys are shameless. Shameless. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I've, I don't know. I don't judge people who work for banks because fucking you got to make a living. But yeah. 
the flip side of it is people who run banks, oh, you're the worst. And I know mm -hmm. they're never going to hear this, but if you are listening right now, please give me a 24-hour notice before you delete us from your system <laughs> because <laughs> it's going to really inconvenience my next Netflix payment. And that's <laughs> somewhat what this is predicated on, our ability to pay for Netflix. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that'd be a rough one. I'd have to go ahead and contact the military to change my, my benefits. Oh, yeah. Mm, oh, that God. sucks. Yeah. Oh, does does Wells Fargo give you a little pop-up on Veterans Day? Like, oh, thanks for serving. Yes. <laughs> thanks for serving. We're not going to do anything for you, but thanks. Yeah. <laughs> at least at least with USAA, because I do have a USAA account, they, they send me money a day early. So there's that. That's nice. Yeah. Sometimes you actually get it a week early if you if you've got it set up to pay to USAA. That was really nice while you're in the military, especially during the the years that the the, com the country was like, "Hey, we're not going to pay anybody. We're just oh, going to yeah. go ahead and let everybody default." USAA yeah. was like, "We're not." Oh man, yeah, it's one of those things that you know it's super fun. I think that people have this idea of shutting down the government means we're not paying the IRS, but you're also not paying all the other people. You know, mm -hmm. regardless of how you feel about the military, its use of, et cetera, the, the people in the military are government employees. And so when you when you shut the government down, you're shutting down their pay as well. It's yeah. always been very funny to me that it's almost exclusively a certain brand, a certain side of our governmental system that loudly and proudly and almost obnoxiously fellates the, the troops. But mm -hmm. then is the first to want to shut the government down until somebody's like, no. You know, or fine, we'll give welfare recipients one percent less, and they're like, "See, we ended the nanny state." And it's like, "Yeah, but what about all those soldiers you just didn't pay?" Yeah, and then they turn around and they're like, "The army's on our side." I'm like, "I mean, maybe some of them, but y'all don't do a lot for them. You defund yeah. the VA, you defund veteran care, you defund the GI Bill, you fucking don't pay them because you're pissed off about potentially being audited. It's a weird thing. We've gone on quite." A <laughs> what's the what's the fucking word i'm fucking tangent. looking for tangent there we go yeah, i was a like, rightful, tirade. A rightful tangent and a tirade <laughs> i think both of those and i hope you leave these in because i i if we pivot to a political podcast i am down behind it <laughs> all right so anyway this week we watched 2019's the wretched on netflix a, def a defiant teenage boy struggling with his parents' imminent divorce faces off with a thousand-year-old witch who is living beneath the skin of and posing as the woman next door. Starring John Paul Howard as Ben, Piper Curata as Mallory, Jameson Jones as Liam, Aziz Tesfai as Sarah, Zara Mahler as Abby, and Kevin Bigley as Ty. This movie was not rated in the U.S., but in the U.K. it got a rating of 15+. plus. The trigger warnings here are divorce, violence, kidnapping, drug use, suicidal ideation, gore, and douchey boaters. Ben is sent to his father's for a summer after it's discovered he has developed an addiction to pills. Once there, he helps his father with the Lakes Marina business until one day he notices something odd about the neighbors. Their young children have disappeared. When Ben asks the neighbors about the children, Ty denies ever having kids. From there, the mystery unwinds as Ben finds himself up against an ancient demon. This movie was actually pretty good. I I kind of didn't hate it. I expected to hate it. And watching the trailer for it, I was like, this is going to be the lamest thing ever. And it's definitely not. It's a, a decent horror movie. I think, I think the bar is just a little bit lower for horror movies. And that's not me trying to 
shit on horror movies in general, but more along the lines of it, it isn't as hard to make a good horror movie, and yet so many people still fail at it. Mm-hmm. But this movie is actually pretty good, and it's above my expectations. I thought, based on the trailer, I thought this was a straight-up monster movie. I thought that this was going to be, you know, we get 15 minutes of ben wandering around with his broken arm and then he sees a witch and then it's you know 10 minutes of internet research google how to defeat witch and then you know fighting witches for 30 minutes 40 minutes but we didn't really get that it was it was kind of a weird mix of a monster movie and cerebral horror and i think it kind of works yeah if you want the you know google search to find the answer fight a witch for 30 to 45 minutes ago on Disney. Disney has a nice selection of that around October. Uh, I end up having to watch that. I mean, I choose to watch that. I mean, I have a child. I mean, what? Dude, are you spoiling Hocus Pocus 2 for me? No, maybe. <laughs> no, I haven't seen it. I know you haven't seen it. Don't don't come over to the house in October or, you know, my <laughs> wife will get you. <laughs> It'll be the only thing playing. <laughs> Only Hocus Pocus all the time. It sounds like my nightmare. <laughs> I enjoyed it. But before before I go ahead and drive us off that cliff into talking about that, I got to say, they opened the, the opening for this movie, I loved it. I thought that that was such a great opening. We got a babysitter going into a house, kind of not really noticing that some stuff is kind of a not. Rye. Yeah, it's a rye. Thank you. And and talking to her mom and ignoring this sort of stuff before she she goes downstairs, doesn't she? Yeah, she goes down to the basement, which is, you know, horror 101. Don't do that ever. Yeah. I mean, she hasn't seen the parents or the kids. And typically, I would assume that the parents would be there to hand off the kid or something like that. I I don't know. I haven't babysat in years because I have a wife. So my wife babysits me now. Now, like it's not that weird for a kid to come home on their own and then the babysitter to show up a little bit later. Okay. Uh, especially if you're like, this is if you're hiring somebody right out of high school, right? Cause they don't have an option to show up earlier. Mm-hmm. So they get out of class when they get out of class. So if your kid might be there for like an hour or so with, uh, un- unattended, it's something that my parents have done. They mm-hmm. definitely left me for a few hours until somebody showed up sometimes then, but you know, it's not that big a deal anyway. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I liked how she went downstairs and she finds the the mom chewing on something, and then like, the kid's hand flopped over. I was like, "Oh, what the hell is going on here?" And then it cuts to black, and we end up getting met introduced to Ben here, and we get to find out that Ben's got a broken arm. I think that they didn't really go ahead and lead into his story right off the bat. I don't know. I thought it was a great intro to how we were going to get this horror film that kind of just isn't going to tell us everything right off the bat. I yeah. love when a horror film lets us go ahead and imagine the creature. Well, also this was full of homage. Mm-hmm. I got big. The, the opening 15 minutes gave me big nightmare on Elm street slash Freddy versus Jason vibes with these teenagers running around and stuff going on. And I was like, Oh shit. Right now. Something's going to show up that hasn't been seen in a thousand years, but it's a part of the legend of the town. And they're going to start just slicing up dudes, but that wasn't quite what happened. So I'll say that the opening was really cool. It was an homage to classic horror with the, the, you know, the babysitter and going into the basement like a fool, et cetera. But it also creates, in my mind, the biggest question I had left at the end of this movie, which is what the fuck are these witches doing with these kids? Because 
here in the beginning, these kid, this kid is being at by a witch. And we assume that that's what happened to the babysitter as well. She also got eaten up. But in the movie itself, the kids are just being kidnapped. And they're just being taken to a little cave somewhere. Is that snacks for later? Is that what's happening? Is that, are we meant to believe that they're going to eventually eat them? Because it seemed weird to me that they, they were eating them in the beginning. When the mom walks into that room, when the first kid gets taken, that little baby, and it's, yeah, it's Abby, I believe, walks into the room and she looks in the cradle. I expected we were going to see a gory mess in that cradle. And instead, we, we didn't. We saw just the sticks had replaced the baby. And Which would so, be terrifying as a parent. Yeah, it would be absolutely terrifying as a parent. But I mean, she didn't even have time to be scared because she got taken moments later, mm-hmm. you know, and then and then body snatched, basically. That thing was living inside of her. And that's kind of the other lingering question I had from this movie. So that thing is the witch. Why was it a little wee baby in the beginning? Also, it doesn't look like it's strong enough to really take down a person. Mm-hmm. You know, when it was just hunting little kids, I was like, oh, that makes sense, right? I was like, I could take a little kid, so probably this monster could too. But it was going to jump on Ben, and broken arm or not, he's twice its size and weight. I feel like he could have taken that thing, no problem. As I just, I don't know. It, it felt, it raised a bunch of questions, and I think this is kind of where... I go from, I would hesitate to call this a great movie because I feel like it tried to combine the the hallmarks of a monster movie and a slasher movie with a cerebral horror element mm-hmm. with the missing kids and the forgetting and everything. And I feel like they didn't quite get the right mesh. I yeah. think those two types of movies could work together, but because because of the way this one sets up and is it doesn't quite like you never get enough of the cerebral horror to really start making your the back of your neck hairs on the back of your neck stand up on edge and you don't really get enough of the monster to really be like oh shit you get a little bit of both divvied out throughout the movie and honestly it it kind of feels like throughout most of the movie the the biggest care is just a a neglectful parent Mm -hmm. and some asshole boaters Mm -hmm. I agree with you on that aspect there. And I think that if they had leaned more into that scene where we got the dark, by the way, the creature that we're dealing with is called the dark mother. Yeah. I just called her dear mommy. (laughs) Was Um, that E E R or E A R? uh, E. Yeah. Cause the, the deer head. Yeah. I like, which that's the, that's the motif of this monster is deers. They didn't really explain that, which Whatever. You don't have to explain that aspect to me, and I'll enjoy a horror film. I demand a full accounting. I mean, uh, there probably is somewhere. You want me to go find it? No. (laughs) (laughs) I think that I would have enjoyed this movie a hell of a lot more if they had stuck with the... She kind of is there for you to see, but kind of like the scene where he's outside and he's looking at the the hole in the skirting of the house and he stands up and he looks out towards the forest and he turns around and he sees a shadowy figure and all of a sudden the flood lamps kick on and she's gone. I like that. I thought that was the coolest aspect. I was like, if that keep, if the movie keeps up with that, where she's just kind of there, but not enough for you to actually recognize that she's there, I would have loved to have something like that and lean into the cerebral aspect, like you said. But yeah, there's a lot of things that were left open that just kind of leave you asking why. 
Yeah. And so what I was hoping, like looking back on the movie, I think what I would have liked to see is that this thing wasn't a monster at all, or it was a monster, but an ancient spirit mm-hmm. so that you could, so that the horror of the movie becomes the monster's ability to make you forget your child so that it can take it safely. Yeah. And I think that would have made, at least in my opinion, a better movie. This is something I would have liked to see more. It would have been less gory, but I think that that would have been a cooler movie because for me, the biggest oh shit moment came when he's riding towards the the – I guess the tree or the basement, or I, I, I'm pretty sure it's the tree that he's trying to get to. Mm-hmm. And he's calling that girl, he's calling Mallory and he's like, they have Lily, Mallory's little sister. And she says, who's Lily? I was like, Oh fuck. It got her too. Damn. This thing works fast. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I was like, damn dude, this thing is fucking people up. But then to find out that not only is it able to mentally make you forget your loved ones and as we see dominate other people under its spell very witch-like very siren-like but it's also pretty strong and can fight back and very fast and able to kill prey with its hands which puts it closer to like the creatures from the descent and so it it feels again it feels weird i would have very much liked to just see like i said just the memory forgetting part and the 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 kind of controlling people under the spell it is a nice reveal when the main character when ben realizes that he had a little brother as well that he had completely forgotten about in this entire movie because he had been under the spell of the witch i, I thought that, that was part. yeah and see again the cerebral stuff is really good it almost feels like they needed like somebody told them all well, this movie's not going to sell unless you had some gore in there if you had, had a monster and got to have some creepy monster running around because honestly Zara Mahler did great as creepy Abby when she was just floating around. Another great scene on the cerebral side of things when everybody's at the house mourning because they were looking for Ben and they thought he had run off with pills and he's alone with Sarah and Sarah has been taken by the witch and she just starts like growing and wilting the flowers around her. And I was like, holy shit, that's fucking awesome. And then he throws that salt at her and she ducks with lightning speed. I was like, dude, you're fucked. And then he stabs her and she cries wolf and gets him arrested that's like dude that is some fucking cool ass shit but like i said then we have to dive into the monster's lair and fight the thing i was like this sucks why couldn't there be a cool thing where it's he has to go find a town photo and show everybody and everyone's like wait who's that and the witch starts coming undone or something like that you know like a curse on the entire town side note i'm definitely stealing some of this for future D material because oh yeah do it this is this is some cool stuff well it's kind of hard to make players like make you guys forget something that you remember but anyway i think that would have been a cooler movie i i liked the horror aspects of this a lot i liked the parts where i didn't know it was a monster i i think it works well except for the parts like i said where we have to fight the damn mother yeah yeah i also that oh god no you're fine i just wanted I to just... i hated that part I I also think that it's pretty interesting that Mallory got on board really quick. Like she must've been real thirsty out there because (laughs) she was like, Oh, the new guy, you must be so Liam's kid, right? What happened to your arm? Oh, crazy. Right. And then two dates later, she's like, yeah, I'll burn down this fucking tree with my little sister in it. (laughs) It's just like, it's been, I've, (laughs) I've had milk in the fridge longer than you two have known each other. This doesn't make a whole lot of sense while you're all of a sudden ride or die. 
Oh, well, I should put some gas away then. Shit. <laughs> also, the if you wanted to go do something with me, but I guess not. Has you don't have a little sister anymore? Your sister's grown. Yeah, but she's still my little sister. Well, but I mean, she's like thirty. <laughs> she's taken by a monster. I mean, that's kind of on her. You know what they say? Once you're eighteen, monsters are your problem. <laughs> hey, sis, please don't listen to this episode. I'm pretty sure that's in the Constitution, actually. <laughs> in order to for- bring forth a better nation, monsters are your problem. Once you're eighteen, <laughs> I think it's the Sixty Ninth Amendment. Ah, uh, yeah, that's that makes sense. Nice. But the but yeah the the other couple things like minor nitpicks for me I didn't really like that he had this cast on but it mm-hmm. never came up mm-hmm. he mention, he makes mention of he can't get his cast wet that's why he can't go swimming but then he goes swimming anyway mm-hmm. and it's also I thought so I thought for sure what was going to happen is some monster was going to grab him and smash that broken arm and the cast is going to break and the arm was going to rebreak and that would have been a moment for me where I have to walk away like that sort of super gritty bone breaking is really something that triggers a reaction in me where I'm just like you know it's hard to it's hard to watch it and then that plus this pills aspect where it's this idea that he's this junkie because he, he says, oh, I broke my arm because I jumped out of my neighbor's second story window because I was trying to steal Vicodin from their house, which is clearly behavior of an addict. But they also – he at no point throughout the rest of this movie exhibits any way like withdrawal symptoms, not in front of his dad or anything like that. But as soon as – he starts acting weird. They're like, oh, he's he's on the pills again. And it's like, well, have, how would he get them? Who has them? I mean, do you guys – like this is a small town. Do you guys know the local pill dealer? It's <laughs> It seems really weird. I get that that's kind of like commentary on how once you're an addict, you can never be trusted again by some people. They'll always mm-hmm. just think that you're on drugs. But I think that that doesn't come off very well in this movie. It just seems more like they made sure to shove this in there so they have a reason not to believe him. As if saying, no, this lady is making you forget about people who exist so that she could eat them is not something that's going to give people pause. I feel like people already wouldn't have believed you when you said that. Yeah. And then my last nitpick here, dad's dead. I'm sorry. Liam is not making it through the end of that movie. When he got stabbed, I was like, oh, Papa's not going to make it. Looks like that divorce is now a a final separation, (laughs) you know? But then he he shows up and he crashes that car into the tree. I'm like, no, dad's hella dead. I'm sorry. He got stabbed in the kidney. Yeah. And then he crashes this car. And it it looked like he was wearing a seatbelt, but that's still a lot of blunt force trauma to somebody who already has internal bleeding. Mm -hmm. And then they're just like, get him out of the car and let's walk away. And the next thing we see, they're like, oh, he's a real baby about pain. And I was like real baby about pain so first of all he's dead right and second of all there is even if he was like if he somehow lived through this he crashed a car into a tree and got stabbed in the kidney i think shut the fuck up about how what his pain tolerance is (laughs) so i think that i think that i would have really appreciated liam crashing into the car them getting him out of the car out of the truck dragging him back to city and then they get back to to civilization and go dad Dad, no, we carried him this whole way. He's been dead the whole entire fucking time, but we didn't realize it. I would appreciate the hell out of that, but I'm a sicko, and I enjoy whenever you have those heartwarming moments where it's not heartwarming, heartbreaking. Breaking, yeah, heartbreaking moments where it's like, oh, shit, you know, Liam didn't believe him for the majority of the movie, and now all of a sudden he did, and he died to save his kid. Kids. Yeah. Something else to point out, the dress design that they had for Zara Muller playing Abby. 
I loved the first dress that we saw her in. It made me think, damn, this monster knows how to dress to make the audience realize she's going to be covered in blood at some point. Yeah. I that, that was great. And like you said, whenever Azzy playing Sarah goes ahead and starts toying with Ben, <laughs> I was like, where did it? What? When? When did that happen? Holy yeah. shit. That was fucking cool. That was that was really great. You were like, it was a twist I didn't see coming. As a matter of fact, the last third of this movie, I didn't really see the twist coming. It it has a strong third act, and the reveal of the missing little brother was cool. The reveal at the very end that says that Mallory may be a witch as well, or some kind of monster dark mother. I thought that was pretty cool. I I'm assuming at this point we're never going to see any follow up on this movie no, because it's not. you know long gone. But the but overall, the the end of the movie fit really well. Like I said, I, Dad should be dead, but it was pretty cool. It was nice to see that there was no – I really don't like in teen movies, and I probably shouldn't watch as many teen movies as I do, I guess, to, to have this kind of opinion. But I hate when somebody sticks around in a situation where they clearly don't mean to stick around, where, where it doesn't make sense. I was really worried that they're going to be like, oh, don't worry, Ben. You don't have to go back to school. Because mm-hmm. you could stay here and help your dad with the boat, and then him and Mallory were going to get to have this little happily ever after nonsense. But in this time, this time they didn't do that. It was nice. It was just kind of like, nope, you're going back to school. Maybe your dad and I will get back together. We'll see. I like him more now that he's been kidney stabbed. Yeah, the ending was for Ben's family was kind of cheese. Yeah, and I mean, I guess so. You got to go ahead and get Ben out of there because Ben already knows who Dear Mommy is, and he's going to go ahead and hunt her down if he realizes that. His girlfriend is now Dear Mommy. Yeah, but he's going to need his dad to crash another car to get her. Yeah, but his dad's alive, so they can do that again. He'll just drive saying, the like, They don't have side. more cars. Well, they take their mom's car since the oh, mom showed up. Yeah, it's a new car. <laughs> but yeah, the having Mallory out on the ocean with three kids? Mm-hmm. I don't know. She had a shit ton of kids. Yeah. And the slow zoom in as she's starting to smile, I'm like, oh, man, that would have been a great ending. I mean, it was a great ending. But watching her with these kids, I'm like, damn. I don't know how the hell she got away with it, but damn. Somebody's going to their tree, baby. <laughs> Next time we see Mallory, she's a thousand years old. I'm a thousand years old. I remember chocolate. <laughs> but yeah, so I think, safe to say, we both recommend this movie. Yeah. It's a decent horror film. Yeah, I would definitely put it on this Halloween. Yeah. My wife actually liked my thoughts on it and i talked to her about it beforehand she's like that actually sounds like a horror film that we could go ahead and put on our list all right well that's it this week for streaming wasteland thank you guys for listening uh, listening to us don't forget to follow us on instagram youtube twitter snapchat tiktok i feel like i'm missing one facebook there we go pretty sure i didn't YouTube. say that one i said youtube that's like the second I'm, one i'm I said. just okay i but, wasn't listening hey if it's a social media network and you think of it go follow us on it if we're not on it, hey, let us know. We'll we'll make an account. I've got more things for Ringo to do. He can post yeah. stuff in even more places. Yeah. I want to tell you guys that I used to be addicted to soap, but I'm clean now. And on that note, uh, let's get the <laughs> hell out of here. Say goodbye, Ringo. <laughs> Bye, Ringo.